Thanks, everyone. It's good to be together today. And uh, as has been said, if this is your first time at Icon Church, then we do want to give you a huge welcome. So come on, church, let's welcome everyone. I'm believing, as Gavin said, that God is going to speak to each and every one of us today. And um, I, didn't, I didn't just come to church just to feel good, though church makes me feel good. And I love being around people, but actually uh, I came because I know that in my life I need a change. At times I need a change. And I'm believing that uh, for many of us today that we'll walk out of these doors different to what we came in, knowing that God is with us, that God is for us, that God has plans for us, and that whatever we're walking into this week, that God has something for each and every one of us. And believe he has a word for each and every one of us today. And so um, I want to talk from this title, Restless. And um, I've got a subtitle, which is I Can't Get No Sleep. Anyone listen to Faithless? Insomnia, can't get no sleep. Let me read uh, some verses to us and uh, you'll find them in Matthew 11 verses 28 to 30. It says this, this is Jesus talking to us. He says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus, we thank you that you are here. We ask you to speak to us right now. Amen. Amen. Um, I, don't, I don't know about you, but sleep is an interesting thing. That we, we just go to sleep for however many hours of the night. And, um, you know, for some of us, we experience dreams. Um, Depends on probably what you ate just before you went to bed. Uh, for some of us, sleep can even feel elusive, that deep sleep. And, um, you know, sleep has even become a big industry in the world that people are searching for how to sleep. I did a little YouTube search and I just typed in the search bar sleep and um, typed in the most popular video. The most popular video is sleep music. And it has had 367 million views. And that wasn't the only video, because the one below it was, again, sleep music, and it had around 250 million views. People are searching for, how can I get to sleep? How can I get to sleep? There's a YouTube, uh, on YouTube, there's a TED Talk, and uh, it's called Sleep Is Your Superpower. That has had 9.2 million views. Sleep is your superpower. It's one of, one of the most popular TED Talks out there. I was talking with a friend of mine, and um, some of you may even use this app, Glorify. It's a Christian app, and um, they have uh, loads of things on there, but they have stuff around sleep. And I was talking to a friend of mine who works for Glorify, and he was saying the number one thing that gets used on our app is all around sleep. It's all about around sleep. It's all around rest. And so, as Faithless put it in that song, Insomnia, the world is saying, I can't get no sleep. And maybe that's the same for me and for you. Maybe it's not physical sleep at night. Uh, I'm truly blessed. Uh, my kids sleep through. I know that, I know some parents are like, it's giving me daggers right now. And... Uh, I wish my kids, we're blessed. 
And uh, we have kids who sleep through. I know that for some that's not your story, but it might not just be sleep. It might be the feeling of restlessness. It might be the feeling of, you know, tossing and turning, but it might not even be just at night. It might be that you're tossing and turning in life, trying to find rest for your soul, trying to find rest in your life. Um, I was on the phone to my dad recently and uh, he, he got off the phone and we just had a conversation, got off the phone and the next minute my phone pings with a message from my mum uh, which simply said, uh, are you okay? Your dad thought you didn't sound okay on the phone. And uh, in my head, I'm going, what did I say wrong? What did I do wrong? What did, what, what did I do in my head? And my instant response was this, this I, I just think I'm tired. Anyone been there? Yeah. Where, where someone says, hey, I'm just, just busy. I'm, I'm just tired. Maybe even this time of year, we get to that point where it's been a year and we've gone through things and it's been a year and we just get to the end of the year and we're thinking, I just feel tired. I feel restless. Maybe even for some of us, it's like, I need some sleep. I need to get some sleep. But I believe God wants to speak to us. Speak to us today. You're feeling restless. He wants to speak to you. You're feeling weary. He wants to speak to you today. You're feeling anxious, feeling depressed. You're struggling. You're struggling to sleep. He wants to speak to you. He wants to say, hey, there's rest available for each and every one of us today. St. Augustine in 300 AD uh, said this, and listen to how relevant these, are, these words are today. You have made us for yourself, O Lord. And our heart is restless until it rests in you. Until it rests in you. Our heart is restless. I don't know, but I think in this room, there'll be many hearts that feel restless. But our heart is restless until it truly finds rest in you. You see, rest has more to do with our soul than it does our circumstances. Rest has more to do with our soul than our circumstances. I know this because I've seen people in the midst of what seems like the biggest challenge of their life, and yet they seem to have the most peace. They seem to be able to walk in peace through it. Why? Because their destination was in Jesus. Their place of rest was in Jesus. But there's all... There, the mantra of our world and even the mantra of our lives can be that peace is over there, that peace is found in something else, that peace can be found in a certain amount of money, peace can be found in a certain circumstance, peace can be found in this going right, peace can even be found in a, a different life moment, a different stage of life that you're in. Let me tell you, our house will be a lot peace, more peaceful when our kids grow up. Because let me tell you, our house is crazy. If you don't know, I've got three boys. Pray for me. Pray for the boys as well. They need saving. But our house is crazy. But sometimes we can think peace will be when, when they go. Debbie says we ain't got three boys, we've got four boys. Pray for Debbie. 
But we can do that, can't we? We can be waiting because then we'll find peace. Then we'll find real rest. Then we'll find it. And all of that mantra can leave us constantly searching for real rest. And we can feel more restless. The chase of life can feel exhilarating in a moment, but then it's about the next high. And we end up searching about high after high. We search accomplishment after accomplishment, like after like, relationship after relationship, all of this. And you don't have to be a great researcher today. You don't have to be an incredible sociologist to look at the world today and realize that there are many opportunities for success. But there are many obstacles right now that are leading towards our demise. Anxiety is on the rise in our nation. Depression is at an all-time high. Suicide is growing. I didn't think I was going to do this. <laughs> Two weeks ago, oh my life. I practiced this in the mirror so I didn't cry. Two weeks ago, a young lad of 19 years old who I played football with, I only played football with him for a month, took his own life. It's on the rise. We feel restless, restless as a society, restless, tired, worn out, trying to get to a certain place or destination. And the answer isn't found in a certain circumstance or in a certain amount of money. The answer today, and I wish I could tell that lad today, I wish I could tell him the answer is found in Jesus. The answer is found in Jesus, Matthew eleven twenty eight to 30. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Not, not, not a certain circumstance is going to give you rest. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. And you'll find rest for your souls, a true rest. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I love the way Eugene Peterson put it in the message translation. He says this, are you tired? Worn out? Even burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. I believe today is the day to go, mate, I'm not going to find my rest maybe in all these things. I'm going to find my rest in Jesus. I actually, today, I believe there's a declaration that we need to declare. I'm going to enter into a new rest in Jesus. I'm going to enter into a new rest that Jesus has available for me. But the first thing I want us to recognize is this. The place of rest is a walk with Jesus. It's a walk. I'm not a big walking fan, but it's a walk. Unless it involves some golf clubs. I know the old joke, you know, golf is just ruining a good walk. No, walking is ruining a good golf round. And um, we'll flip it around. But it's not a run. It's a walk. It's not a heavy walk. It's not a walk of shame. It's not a head down walk. It's not a walk of guilt. It's not a I'm going to whip you into shape walk. It's a relational walk. It's a rhythmic walk. It's a light walk. It's a grace walk. I told you our house is crazy and uh, four boys in our house. And it, there's a certain time in our house where all of a sudden it just gets 
like crazy on another level. It gets loud and noisy and everything's going off. And, um, you know, and so I had the bright idea, look, there's this time, it happens around, Zion comes home from school, the boys have woken up from their nap and all of a sudden it's like they've got to just get rid of all of their energy before bedtime. And I'm like, well, let's, let's just go for a walk. Let's just get out of the house, fresh air, Let's go for the walk. Bear in mind, we've only done this once. And this is what happened on this one occasion. <laughs> so we live like a mile away from Grassmore Country Park, which is near us. And so we thought, we'll walk to Grassmore Country Park. We'll walk round it. We'll walk back. Great. You know, kill an hour, all of that. So we set off. And, um, you know, it's nice walking down the road. And we're just entering into Grassmore Crunch Park and it starts spitting with rain. Light rain starts falling. And you know what that light rain does? It wets you through. And, um, and so um, we're, we're on our way. And I'm like, Deb, the weather didn't say it was going to rain for another two hours. We'll be okay. We'll be okay. And uh, on our entrance into Grassmore Crunch Park, there's a hill. We started at the bottom of the hill. It was light rain. By the time we got to the top of the hill, it was heavy rain. We're a mile away from our house with three boys, daft lad who decided to go for a walk, and, and Debbie going, why are we doing this? And, and so I, I, I say to Debbie, like, okay, what I'll do is I'll run back to get the car and I'll bring the car back. And so uh, I, I decide to run. Zion decides to run with me. Bad mistake. Zion can't run a mile. I'm like, mate, you need to build up your stamina and fitness. So we are walking down the road and some inconsiderate driver. Don't laugh, George. You are cruel. Some inconsiderate driver drives through a puddle. I protect my son. And I get absolutely drenched. My hair is like flat to my face. All of this, the, the blonde dye was starting to drip out of it. All of that. We get back to the house, turn up back to pick the boys up. And Silas, who's our three-year-old, is loving it, just jumping in puddles. Here's, here's a picture of our boys, actually, on that day. Jude's like, I am not impressed. I am not impressed. But I love this idea of going for a walk. And maybe it's not the walk that we experienced. But this is the starting point. We have to come to Jesus. It's the starting point. We need to turn to Jesus and then take the walk with him. I think for many of us, we've, we've, we've come to Jesus and we said, okay, Jesus, here I am. I'm feeling restless. I'm feeling worried. I'm feeling anxious. We've come to Jesus, but then we've not taken the walk with him. We've not begun to take the walk with Jesus and what he has for us. You say Jesus would say to us today, hey, if you're feeling stressed, you're feeling burnt out, you're hurting, you're anxious, well then come to me and walk with me because you're invited today.
Let me tell you, whatever you may be facing today, whatever's going on in your world today, whatever life has looked like for you today, Jesus is inviting you into His world. He's inviting you to take this walk with Him. He has grace available for you. It's not a, you know, you have to come and like, oh no, I'm going to feel all of this guilt and shame. No, He has grace available for you. He has grace. There's an invitation, but I think the walk starts with, getting real with God. I, I know in my life that much of my worry can be sometimes because I've not got real with God. I've wanted to show God my best side, not realising he sees every side of my life. But 1 Peter 5 verses 6 and 7 tells us to humble ourselves. Like, get rid of some pride. Humble yourselves. Therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. But it starts with a point where I'm going to take a walk with him. And that means I've got to get real with God. That means I'm going to have to throw some pride aside and humble myself and go, do you know what? Actually, I'm going to trust you, God. I'm going to walk with you, God. And I believe as I pour out all of this stuff on you, that actually I know that you care for me. I know that you care for my life. You see, to take back your mind, you've got to humble your heart. And a lot of my restlessness has come about from me making it about me, when actually it's not about me. And so I want to be like David in the Old Testament, Psalm 139, verses 23 and 24, when he says, search me, God. Know my heart. Test me. Know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way of everlasting. Search me, God. I don't know about you, but I think that's a bold prayer, a bold thing to do to say, God, I want to take this walk with you. I want to actually experience real rest. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to search my life. I want you to find anything that's not of you. So I thought, well, how, how can we do this practically? Something that I've actually been practicing in my own life recently. We're going to put it up on the Follow Jesus website under the We Pray at, uh, some, uh, soon. And it's just in draft form at the moment. But we're getting there with it. It's through confession. Confession is how we turn to Jesus. He's looking him in the eye and taking him upon his power to heal. Just as David says, hey, search me, God. Know me, know my anxious thoughts, as he wrote that in Psalm 139. David is openly inviting the Spirit of God to search his life. To say, do you know what? I need to find real rest. I need to find what you have for me, God. To actually, David saying, hey, dig through my whole life. Uncover anything within there that is causing restlessness. Uncover anything within there that's causing anxious thoughts. David even celebrated the fact of him asking, God, search me. When we keep our deepest needs and secrets hidden, we're essentially saying Jesus' victory is not enough. It's not enough for me. It's not enough for this, what I'm facing. I, I just need more time. I'll sort this out on my own. So we combat that narrative through confession. We let David's words inspire us. We take David's ancient prayer as the script for our current ones. You see, I've been doing this practice and let me tell you, it's terrifying. 
because I'm laying it all out. I'm saying, God, I need your power, but it's a gift. I know that sounds like a contradiction. It's a terrifying gift because it is. But actually, I want to be a person who doesn't just say I believe in grace, but I experience his grace. And I'm going to trust that grace will be God's response. Can I tell you, I had, um, when I first started driving, I made a huge mistake driving and uh, I was in a bad accident. You can ask me about it afterwards. And um, I got home and I was terrified of what my dad would say. Rightly so, because his first response wasn't the best. But then I received grace. God's response to us, even in moments of confession, even in moments of going, do you know what, God, I've messed up, is a moment of grace. That actually we get to know his grace and his forgiveness on our lives. And through confession, the very parts of our story I think we most want to edit or erase altogether become the very parts of our stories we'd never take back and never stop telling. This confession is terrifying, yes, but it's such a gift for us. So how do we practice it? Well, if you're taking notes, you're going to be able to practice it. If you're not, you're going to have to wait till the draft becomes published on Follow Jesus. But here it is. Pray confession in three simple steps. Searching, naming, and receiving. First, like David, invite God to search your heart. Next, name whatever you recognize in yourself, big or small, that is out of alignment with Jesus' character. See, this is the important thing. It's with Jesus' character because we are being formed into the image of God. We are wanting to become like Jesus. So big or small, that is out of alignment with his character. And then finally, receive his forgiveness, which always outruns our failures, our failures always outruns them, no matter what. And I believe that even by doing this, I've only been doing this recently in my life, I found more rest than ever before. Why? Because I'm trusting in his grace like never before. I'm actually walking with Jesus in the real stuff, not just in the superficial stuff. And it's because we don't begin to walk we keep coming back round to the same issues. We keep coming back round to the restlessness. We keep coming back round to what it is that is causing us to be anxious. But actually, as we walk with Jesus and we trust his grace for us, we begin to deal with the very things that are actually causing us to be restless. And my prayer for us today is that we would enter that new rest in Jesus. We walk with him. The second thing is this. The place of rest learns from Jesus. It learns from Jesus. You know, I, lo I love the way Eugene Peterson puts it. You learn the unforced rhythms of grace. That in our lives, we learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I want to learn from Jesus. I want to learn what Jesus uh, did. I want to learn from what he did and his practices. And I know we've talked about the Follow Jesus website, but I'm loving it and I'm loving how practical it is for us and how it shows us some of Jesus's practices for our lives. And I'm going to share one with you right now that I believe that we can learn today that will help us find rest for our souls. 
that will lead us into the rest for our souls. But I, firstly, I want to share a story of Jesus in Mark 4, uh, verses 35 to 41. This is how rested Jesus was. It says this, That day when evening came, he said to his disciples, Let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him. A furious squall came up and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. He's asleep in a storm. He's asleep in a storm. So I'm, I read this the other day and I was like, okay, how did Jesus sleep in the storm? It's another title for the message if you want that. Jesus was in the stern, he's asleep, and the disciples woke him up and said to him, teacher, don't you care if we drown? How many of us do that? In the midst of the storm, Jesus all calm, and yet we're like, don't you care, God? Where are you, God? He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. How could Jesus sleep in this storm? He had practices in his life. Practices to walk with God. Practices, and we get to learn from Jesus today. One of those practices that I think is really important is this. In our world today, I think this could be one of the hardest things to do. He had a practice of silence and solitude. Silence and solitude. When you look at Jesus's life and you study it, most of Jesus's life was lived in community. He had 12 disciples following around everywhere. He was in front of crowds and crowds and crowds and he had this practice of silence and solitude. Yet as much as Jesus was all about establishing community, offering us community, giving us the church to do life together, Jesus understood that the more and more his public ministry grew, his private devotion also had to grow. You know, Mark 1 and verse 35 tells us this. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. This is a rhythm that Jesus had. I want us to learn the unforced rhythms of grace. That grace is not some far off idea, it's a person and it's Jesus. And Jesus has some rhythms for our lives. Mark 6, verses 30 to 32. The apostles gathered around Jesus and reported to him all they had done and taught. Then because so many were coming and going that they did not even have a chance to hear, he said to them, come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. So they went away by themselves in a boat to a solitary place a solitary place you see Jesus is teaching you and I that there's a difference between being around God and being with God we're addicted to noise let me tell you there are certain times in our house where we'd be like oh we wish it could be quiet but guess what when it gets quiet we'd put on more noise here's what we would do we'd play music we'd put on the tv We'd get in our car and 
put on the radio or audio but I always find it funny getting in the car after Debbie's been in and all of a sudden these cheesy hits are being played and whatever radio station she's been singing along to on the way to work because then I get to the gym I put podcast in my ears or I put music in my ears I, I, you go to work you can sit in meetings you talk with your colleagues there's noise all around us we love noise because we're afraid of the silence the noise is loud but if we don't turn it down we could miss the voice of heaven because God could be speaking to us in a whisper and it quiet requires us to walk in silence at times I love that Jesus found time for silence and solitude and he even said to his disciples hey let's go and find silence and solitude even in the midst of this storm it, let me highlight something for us though solitude is different from isolation solitude is an intentional decision to get away to be alone with yourself and with God it, it refines your soul isolation is when you're in community and somebody offends you or somebody does something you like and you feel uh, overlooked you feel hurt you feel this moment and you actually decide hey I'm going to separate myself from community what we do in that is by default we push back away from community isolation just intensifies our pain causes us to become more restless because community cures our pain community cures our pain and solitude is different from isolation and community Jesus is saying hey I'm all about community I'm all about the church I'm all about being around people I need people but Jesus is also telling us I've also learned for my soul to be refreshed I've got to break away I've got to get alone with God and I've got to have my own relationship with him. Isolation leads to loneliness. Solitude leads to peace. Richard Foster put it like this. Loneliness is an inner emptiness, but solitude is an inner fulfillment. So if Jesus thought this was important, then I too have got to fight for silence and solitude that my soul would be refreshed and find my rest in him we hate it we hate silence and solitude why because it's all all it is is you and God you and God there's no avoiding anything and you have to confront just like in the confession who you really are you have to confront who God really is and I want to fill my life with noise because I want to avoid everything that I'm feeling but as I avoid it I become more restless and more restless and more restless. And just like the song Faithless says, I just can't get no sleep. I wish I could sing it to you. I want to escape to another reality. I want to dream and fantasize about another life, but actually I can find real rest in Jesus today. So I believe it's Jesus who says to us, no, you can be having storms going on all around you. You don't have to be completely happy about all your present circumstances, but I want you to know this. I am the God that through silence and solitude that you can find peace for your soul in the present. That today you can enter into a new rest in Jesus. Come on, if you believe it, why don't you give Jesus some praise in this place today?
I had one aim with my message today. Should have told you this at the start and then we wouldn't have had to talk for that long, would we? I had one aim for people who felt restless to enter into a new rest with Jesus. And so I want our declaration today to be this. The guys will put it up on the screen and there's loads of verses that go with this, but I want this to be your declaration. I will enter into a new rest in Jesus. I will enter into a new rest with Jesus. You're feeling restless. You're feeling weary. You're feeling burdened. You're feeling like I can't get no sleep today. I will enter into a new rest with Jesus. I'm going to get the guys to, we're going to post it on social media as well. And this week, that. Because I think there's a world that feels restless and they need to know that they can find rest in Jesus. You know, look at this, Hebrews 4 and verse 3. Now we who have believed enter that rest. We who believe can enter that rest. Matthew 11:28 28 to 30, I won't read it all, but it says this, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Psalm 4 and verse 8 says this, In peace I will lie down and sleep for you alone. Lord, make me dwell in safety. Psalm 127 and verse 2, In vain you rise early and stay up late, toiling for food to eat, for he grants sleep to those he loves. I think there's someone in this place and today and you've been struggling with sleep, maybe even someone online. I wanna tell you today that he loves you and he's gonna grant you sleep today. They're gonna sleep like never before. I won't say you'll sleep like a baby because they get up a few times in the night and need feeding and all of that. I, like That's a weird saying, isn't it? Anyway, we're in a spiritual moment, Nathan, stop. Philippians 4, 67, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God and the peace of God. Here's the promise, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Mark 6 and verse 31, come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get rest. And would you stand as I read this last one? Because I think this is the promise. Exodus 33 and verse 14, the Lord replied, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. My presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Jesus, I lift up your name today, God. We know that your presence is with you. We walk with you. We learn from you, God. And today our declaration is, I will enter into a new rest in Jesus' name. And everyone say,